Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded March 26, 2021. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. We've been spending a lot of time with investors discussing growth versus value. The shift in leadership in the stock market back to value that's occurred in recent months has been painful for many institutional investors, and most are hoping that this will be a short-term trade rather than a more lasting transition. Our take? We see more room for value to outperform and are sticking with our call for value leadership in 2021. We think whether value continues to lead beyond this year is still open for debate, however, and depends on whether the economy can sustain above-trend GDP growth in 2022 and beyond. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it to help other listeners find it. Now the details. Value has strongly outperformed growth within the Russell 1000 since September. This latest round of value leadership has been much more consistent and durable than the numerous head fakes that occurred in late 2019 and the first half of 2020. Most buy-siders aren't convinced value leadership will last, but it has become somewhat consensus in the macro forecasting community on the sell side to say that it will, at least for a little while longer. Though we don't like being part of that sell-side consensus, our conviction level is high. We prefer value to growth in 2021 for a number of reasons. First, value looks better than growth from a cash deployment angle. Value has far more dividend appeal than growth. Value has also seen a bigger recovery and buyback announcements than growth so far. Second, earnings revision momentum no longer strongly favors growth reversing an important pillar of support for the growth trade in recent years. In recent updates, our main gauge of earnings sentiment, the percent of sell-side EPS estimate revisions to the upside, has slightly favored value over growth, unlike what we saw in 2017 through most of 2020 when earnings revision trends strongly favored growth over value. The last time this happened was 2016, when higher interest rate expectations supported higher revisions in financials, which ended up boosting value revisions. Third, growth has a bigger positioning problem than the broader market generally. Futures positioning data from CFTC suggests that NASDAQ has had a bit more of a positioning problem than other parts of the market like the S&P 500 and the Russell 2000. Over the past few weeks, NASDAQ futures positioning has been retreating from levels that had returned to past peaks on both the dollar value of positioning and the number of contracts owned. By contrast, S&P 500 and Russell 2000's futures positioning has been extreme on a dollar value basis, but not the number of contracts owned. And recent slippage has been mild on contracts for both of those areas of the market in comparison to NASDAQ. Fourth, valuation. Despite the underperformance it's seen since last fall, growth continues to look significantly overvalued relative to value. We see that on both our multi-factor model and a simple forward PE comparison. Fifth, recent history suggests that value is likely to outperform as long as the reflation and economic recovery narrative remains intact. Trends in value growth relative performance have been mostly aligned with trends in the yield curve since the financial crisis. We expect value to continue to benefit from improving investor optimism on vaccines and the broader economic recovery story generally. Finally, ETF flows have been surging for value. 
While they've turned positive for growth again, they aren't nearly as strong in growth as they have been in value. This reveals a willingness to embrace the value trade in a way that hasn't been seen in quite some time. We are seeing similar shifts and flows back towards previously out of favor areas like small cap, mid cap, energy, and financials as well. This is part of a bigger mosaic. These are all intermediate term reasons to prefer value to growth. We have viewed the question about whether value can continue to outperform growth longer term as an area worthy of healthy debate. Historically, sticky leadership shifts at the style level have occurred around recessions. Value started working in the aftermath of the tech bubble and held on to that leadership until shortly before the financial crisis, when growth took over again in a trade that lasted for well beyond a decade. The historical playbook isn't enough, however. The value trade's ability to seize this opportunity and retain leadership beyond 2021 is dependent on the ability of the U.S. economy to sustain above-trend GDP growth in 2022 and beyond. To give you a sense of the numbers, U.S. quarterly GDP growth has been, on average, 2.5% year-over-year since 1979. Value simply has usually outperformed growth when actual GDP has come in above that long-term average, but not when GDP has come in below that long-term average. In other words, growth stocks tend to outperform when growth is scarce, but value tends to outperform when growth is plentiful. The good news for the value trade is that current forecasts among the economics community anticipate above-trend GDP growth through the end of 2022. The key thing that equity investors need to monitor are one, whether those forecasts change, and two, how long above average GDP growth ultimately endures. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Please reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.